Hi, this is Allison, host of the I Hate Trolleys podcast by Eternal Recurrence. Thanks for tuning in to episode two. As a quick disclaimer, this podcast is not focused on teaching philosophy, but rather on helping get our listeners through the door on what philosophy can be through a quick, diluted taste of it in a very digestible and approachable manner. As a ground rule, we do not assume that our audience knows anything about any of this. In episode two, I, along with my guest of the week, my sibling Hale, take on the idea of definitions and what it means to have them. Starting with a thought experiment where we try to define soups, salads, and sandwiches, we soon find out that salads are much more complicated than they appear. At around the 50 minute mark, we start to branch out and focus on larger, real-world applications by talking about literature, poetry, gender, and the philosophy field as a whole. As this episode was originally recorded as the pilot episode, we hope that you excuse any knickknacks here and there. Nevertheless, thanks for tuning in once again to this podcast. I hope you enjoy. I also don't have a jingle right now, so I'm just, I'm... Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to have, like, a jingle. Sometimes it's just, like... Like, what is, no, Good good Mythical Morning has a jingle. Um, I have a good jingle. I'm, we we can make a little jingle. But they're, they're also, like, one of the best out there, so. I think we should just introduce ourselves. Okay, cool, you start. My name is Allison Mack. I am a 17-year-old who goes to Havergal College High School in Toronto, Ontario. And I am a aspiring philosophy student. I mean, you're technically already a philosophy student. Like, you, you're doing it in school, right? I guess one is always a philosophy student. Yeah, we, we, could, get all, we could get all philosophical about that. What about you? Uh, I am, my name is Hill Mack. I am Allison's older sibling. I, I'm going at, I'm going to Northeastern right now. So I'm in Boston, Massachusetts and I'm like 12 hours behind you. Yeah. I am currently located in Singapore. It's, what is it? It's 10 36 PM on a Monday. It is 10 36 AM for you on a Monday. Yeah. On a Monday. So this is a little janky, but. What are- what a way to start the week. I was going to say you spent your whole day in Singapore. There must have been something that you're, you're doing over there. I got noodles for lunch. They were really good noodles. Went out for dinner. Um, but the time in between, I watched half of a horror movie. That was it. Oh, that was my horror movie. Incantation. It's like this. I think it's a Taiwanese horror movie on Netflix. It's oh, looking cool. pretty good, like from what I've seen. Um... I don't think I know that one. Maybe that can be my, like, movie recommendation of the podcast. Hmm. I can start doing that. <laughs> Look at me making things on the fly. Okay. What is our topic today? Definitions. Questioning okay. definitions. Questioning definitions. Yeah. We're going to do a thought experiment. It's it's actually kind of old. I think, I think it's from, like, 2010. Something like that. It's the, um, the salad sandwich... Um, is it soup salad sandwich theory? Oh, I uh, actually have not heard about this because you recommended this to me. Uh, yes, yes, I did. So it, it comes from this. Oh, can you hear that? They're coming after you, dude. They're coming yeah. after you. Um, I didn't know this was like a proper thing. I thought you, this is something you just sort of uh, shot out into the air. But it's no, no, no. Um, it's it was some old internet joke where um, you can. You can start a lot of arguments with people by asking them like like which category foods fall into and like what are the parameters for what a soup is, what a salad is, and what a sandwich is. 
Okay. So I guess at this point we're like, um, like you're talking about things like ingredients. You're talking about like this, like the structure of the thing. Mm-hmm. I think let's start with salad. At its most innate, what is a salad? When like my first reaction to that is just straight lettuce, bare, bare naked lettuce, sort of like chopped up horribly and just thrown haphazardly into a bowl, naked naked lettuce. Does it just does it? So do salads have to have lettuce then? I I wouldn't say so, right? You can have like fruit salads. Fruit yeah, salad. exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I think <laughs> that should be a jingle. I mean, oh. I might get like a copyright claim, but oh, god damn it, you're right. I think if I make it like um, like it also might have nothing to do with trolleys. Like, it would just be for this episode. You could have a different jingle for each episode. Okay, back to the point. (laughs) Okay. Do you think... See, when I'm thinking of my romaine, my bare romaine lettuce salad question mark, do you think it needs like like a sauce? Like any condiments like on top of it? Does there need to be a liquid in a salad? Okay, this is this is like where um, all of the dissent sort of comes out, right? You discover like how radical your friends are. I'm somebody who tends to be quite radical with these things. So anything like with like, does it have to have? Um, mm-hmm. Does it have to have a dressing? I'll be like, no. Your salad can be butt naked, and it can still be a salad. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about the other direction? Could you have like? Like, what is the point where it starts to become a soup or, like, a cereal versus a salad? Like, is it when there's so much dressing or so much liquid that your base starts to be suspended in liquid? You know? <laughs> like, is the point like, where... Like, what's the thing you think? Like, there has to be an overlap, right? Like, I don't think I don't think these things are entirely, like, separated into categories. There's things that can be both soups um, and salads, I think. What would you consider both a soup and a salad? Something I consider both a soup and a salad. Um, okay, I'm pretty okay. I'm pretty sure, like, okay, when it comes to salad, mm-hmm. the term they use, I'm a bit of like an ingredient rebel, but I'm more of like a structure. Okay. Like, it has to have some kind of like structure. Like, I think there has to be distinct objects for several distinct objects but then several like, yeah there has to be several i don't know how many yet we can get we can get into that so are you calling my bare romaine lettuce with one one ingredient not a salad no i'm not because you you said you chopped up the romaine right oh i see what you mean i see what you mean sorry misinterpreted yes continue um so then that for me means that like a soup with like lots of chunks, like something like a stew could have, could, could be a salad because it's got lots of parts. Now I'm thinking about how big the parts have to be. Like if you have like a clam chowder. Right. Which is just like little itty bitty parts. It's about a salad. No, wait, clam chowders are chunky. What are you talking about? Pardon? But, <laughs> Clam chowder is chunky, is it not? Yeah, but it's like, I feel isn't a clam chowder like a, like a, like corns and little bits of like clam and they're like tiny. Put into like a base. Sure, 
Sure. I feel like I don't, I don't know. I think, I think I would argue there, there are soups with like even smaller parts that would make great, uh, make a better example for you. What about like um that like a uh, Cantonese corn soup? Yeah, that could be it. Um, that could be another good one. Because uh, those corns are very small, right? Do you think they have to be like yeah. larger pieces to be a salad? And then in that sense, like the 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 base would be the sauce of the salad. But then your 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 salad pieces, the corn is also being suspended in a liquid. At that point, is it not a salad if it's like suspended in a liquid? That's like my first. Right. So you're saying that there has to be some kind of like um, a ratio of liquid to solids. And if like there's too much liquid, it's no longer a salad. It becomes a soup. A soup or like a cereal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. I'm kind of interested in seeing what the difference between soup and cereal is. Because for me, like all cereals are soups. Well, then actually, no. Because do cereals have to have like a liquid for them to be a cereal? Like is granola a cereal? Granola. I feel like like if I just pour a bunch of Cheerios into a bowl, you're not going to be like, that's not a, that's not a, <laughs> that's, that's not a cereal. True. That's still a cereal, even if there's no that's liquid, true. right? Yeah. So does a cereal have to have, like immediately when I think cereal, I think brains. I like how we're just like going through all of yeah, these things. Does, does, does a cereal anything. have to be like starchy? Like, does it have to have gluten, you mean? Yes. But then I guess like, you can I'm have, sure there's, like, gluten-free things? cereals, right? Yeah. So I guess it's more about, like, the texture. Yeah, it has to be starchy. The texture. That's interesting. Do you... Okay, maybe there's, like, a like a temperature difference in, like, soup and cereal. Oh, interesting. Um, But I feel like if you warm up a cereal, I don't know who the hell would warm up cereal and then eat it. But if you warm up cereal, right, just like a bowl of milk with Cheerios, that's still a cereal. Well, you could you could have you could have like um, what about porridge or oatmeal? Is that cereal or is that soup? Like I feel like those are things that sit right in the middle between like soup and cereal, and this kind of goes along the line your line of thought of like it, it's about temperature. Do you think maybe like a cold? porridge would be a cereal and then a hot porridge would be a soup i think a hot porridge would be a stew a stew yeah what the fuck is a stew (laughs) (laughs) i had this conversation a couple of weeks ago with somebody like what is the difference between like a soup and a stew we kind of came to the conclusion that like a stew has to be like you eat it more than you drink it there's yeah, like lots and lots and lots of chunks. Oh, here's one. Mac and cheese. <laughs> oh. Is that Wait, is that starchy? Yeah, is that like a cereal? Or like a soup? If you, if you have like really um some people include a lot of milk in their mac and cheese, right? You make like a craft dinner, they ask you to put milk in it. Yeah. You put a lot of milk in it. At that point does it become like a stew? A cereal? A salad? If it's, like, really dry. It's, like, really, really, really dry. I kind of think if you added, like... Somehow, I don't know. If you, I feel like if you added... I don't know why you would put nuts and mac and cheese. I think I'm thinking of, like, breadcrumbs. Where do nuts come from? Okay, continue. I don't know. Sometimes you have nuts in a salad. Sometimes you do have nuts in a salad. (laughs) People do not often have nuts and mac and cheese. 
Do you have nuts in your mac and cheese? I could see it working. Okay, you know what? You know what? It's because I'm about to move out. So I've, I've been just trying like my best to get rid of as much food as possible. And I have just like a bag of pecans or pecans. 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 <laughs> pecans. Pecans. All right, sure. Pecans. I just thought it was pecans. And then I started saying pecans because other people were saying pecans. Pecans. I know one of those. One of the ways of saying it is Canadian. I don't know which one. Okay, okay. Back to our. <laughs> I've just been like I've just been like putting it on everything, and it's made me like. There's some really good things you can do with pecans. Is all I'm saying. Um, with your food, okay. I have like a couple of examples of like um things that I think you would find interesting for like where we would put them. Do you think a pomegranate is a salad? See, if you put, like, pomegranates in a bowl and you're like, this is a pomegranate salad, I'd be like, hell yeah, it is. But if you just, like, show me a bowl of pomegranates, my first reaction is never going to be a salad. Why? Because it's a bowl of pomegranates. Like, okay, if you had, like, a bowl of pomegranates, right, it's just the pomegranate seeds. Maybe what defines a salad is what your initial reaction to it is. Maybe this, like, varies. There's not, there's not, like, a innate thing of what a salad is it just varies person to person what you think a salad is it's very like well okay if we're talking innate like this immediately makes me do you remember plato's theory of forms <laughs> yeah how could i forget like, is there like an ultimate salad <laughs> an ultimate, an ultimate salad. form of salad personally i think my bare naked romaine lettuce salad would be the ultimate form of salad i don't know about you Like, I guess so. When I immediately, because immediately when people think salad, most of the time it's green. Green? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you take, like, a random person from the countryside that only eats fruits? They never, ever eat romaine lettuce. And you're like, what's a salad? And they're like, I only well, eat fruits. I would think, I would think. <laughs> what about that? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> would they have heard of salad? Would they have just like a di- totally different definition of salad? See, here's the thing. This also like um, this makes me think of like people who vary by location, right? When you back to like the stew and the soup thing. Um, your um reaction to the soup and stew is how um, how much you have to eat it, right? Mm-hmm. But my initial thought when it comes to it is a soup is like an Eastern thing, and a stew is more of a Western thing. Okay, interesting. And also, this brings me back to, like, the, like, not brings me back, but in regards to the salad point, um, a lot of my um, friends who, like, um, are immigrants from China, they t- I had this a similar conversation with them of, like, salads. We are just talking about salads in general. And they were, like, when we first came to, like, Canada and we first, like, um, came to North America and we saw salads, our first reaction was not to just eat the lettuce out of the bowl. Because in um, China, they would use these like uh, lettuce wrappers. They would use the lettuce as like a wrap. They did not yeah. look at the salad and they were like, that's a salad. They looked at it as like a, as a wrap. Yeah. Right? And so it also varies by lo- location. So what is like a Plato's, um, what is it? The most innate salad, the most perfect salad, would vary by location and by person. Maybe this lady in the countryside to them, it's a fruit salad. To us, it's our bare naked, bare naked romaine lettuce. 
I remember if Plato says anything about like if um, the ultimate um, idea, for example, like the saladness of the salad has to be something that is collective, or if it's like every individual's idea of saladness. I would like I would to th think that it's like an individual thing. Yeah, because I'm thinking like some, like for example, with your example, with what you said about um, it varying by location. If you grab two people from opposite ends of the world, like their idea of saladness is going to be totally different. You're not going to be able to. And that also applies in regards to like almost literally anything, right? Yeah. I think we should come up with a list of um, requirements for something to be a salad or not a salad. Okay, let's get back to the pomegranate, right? So if... <laughs> God damn it. Okay, fine. First of all, first of all, like, um, when I think of, when I think of, like, salad, the first image that comes to my mind is, like, there's a bowl of some kind and there's some greens on the inside. Let's say, just for the sure. purpose of this, it's sure. romaine, right? Cut up romaine. Um, so there has to be, there's, like, A, the leafy green vegetable, and it's cut up um, mm -hmm. in, like, relatively bite-sized chunks. Um, very small chunks, basically. Yeah. Um, did I mention the bowl yet? I lost my train of thought. Is the bowl necessary? That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it has to be contained within something. Um, I guess one of the other questions you could ask is, um, can you also eat the container? Is that something that's relevant to ask wow. about? Wow. <laughs> wow. Did not expect it to go in that direction. I thought you were going to talk about, like, lack of container. Not the ability to eat it because like i, well, like I could just is, like this is making me think of the lettuce wraps right like when, when we um when we go to uh i can't remember what the dish is called but we have like, lettuce wraps and we go to chinese restaurants yeah yeah, yeah. you eat like the minced meat and like the, the lettuce you roll it up and you yeah. yeah yeah so like we can get back to that but um if we're considering whether that's a salad or not is like the lettuce itself the lettuce wrap being considered when we're talking about whether that's a salad or is it just the ingredients that you put within the, the lettuce? I feel like at that point, right? it's, a, it's a wrap. It's not a salad, it's a wrap. I guess then, then I'm asking, is there a way in which a salad can also be a wrap and a wrap can also be a salad? Like, what is, what is the saladness of the wrap that makes it, I guess, possible to be considered like as a salad? I feel like it's, it's the leafy green aspect. Right, like I'm thinking, is a Caesar salad wrap still a salad? Oh uh, yeah. wait, this is making me think. That's, that's um, good. I feel like that's both wrap and salad. See, okay, because I'm I feel like, like a the, um, I'm, a, I'm kind of a structure purist. Um, okay. I think it's no longer a salad, and this is making me realize, like for me, like the method of delivery for like how the food gets from. I don't know, serving area to mouth uh, is really important for considering whether something's a salad. So because it's within like this starchy wrap, it's no yeah. longer a salad for me. But maybe you can consider, <clears throat> excuse me, you can consider the starchy wrap, the bowl, right? Open mm -hmm. up the starchy wrap a little bit, right? Now it's not like wrapped 360. There's an opening to it. That's my mm -hmm. point. I don't think so because for me like you're still you're still 
okay you have the wrap even if you open up a little bit you still have to like eat the like you have to munch the whole thing i don't have to eat if the you, wrap if you were taking a fork yeah. and you were like holding the wrap and like eating it like absolutely this, then i would say it's salad okay so it's also the method yeah it's the method in which you eat it but also is it like the method of um i feel like you could like uh change anything into a salad right someone could deliver you something yeah. and you could just be like I'm going to tear it apart and make it into a salad. So maybe we should talk about what it is when it's, like, delivered to you. And you don't okay. mess around with it. Okay, so I'm, I'm starting to realize I need to start making a laundry list of items you need to go through. So we're talking about method of, deli- method of delivery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, vegetables, question mark. Um, I also colors. ask myself that every day. <laughs> vegetables, question mark. mark. Yeah. <laughs> You have to you have to get your um you have to get a balanced diet. You need to make sure you get all the food groups. Okay, so method of delivery, vegetables, colors. Um colors. Yeah, like whether it like because most of the time when people think salad, it's green. Potato salad. Not green. Yeah, but that's something we can get through, right? Okay. Um vegetables, I guess number of ingredients. I feel like there's also the case where someone is like a, like a, they go fruit salad, potato salad. Then there's a condition added on top of it, right? Are we talking like lack of conditions? Like just. Uh, We're talking about the conditions themselves, I think. Okay. 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 This is, okay. This is one that I've yet to ask anybody about Um, is. So we were talking about like the the function of the bowl, right? Or whether or not you can eat the bowl. What about the salad itself? Like is a bowl of plastic fruits a salad? A bowl of plastic fruit. Uncut yeah. styrofoam fruit. Well yeah, we can we can go through like the levels of whether or not the plastic fruit is cut. Everything is edible if you try hard enough, that's a salad. That's for sure, yeah. You can throw some of your... Oh, is the bowl of gravel a salad, then? It's a gravel salad. There's the condition, right? You well, put... what, if, what about what about it is salad enough for it to be a salad? A gravel salad. Or we can, we, we, okay, we can get, like, even more into this and be like, when people say word salad... Is that the same kind of salad as... Okay, this is a bit stupid. <laughs> I have never heard of that phrase. Can you... Word salad? Can you elaborate? What? Word salad? Word salad is like when... It might even be... Is this a psychology term? I'm not sure. But like, it's like when you jumble your words really badly. Or when something uh, just doesn't do anything. Sometimes I feel like a word salad. Yeah, me too. It's a confused or unintelligible mixture of seemingly random words and phrases, specifically in psychiatry. There we go. As a form of speech indicative of advanced schizophrenia. Maybe you should get that checked out, bro. Oh, dear. I, where's, there's no bowl. <laughs> there's no bowl for my word salad. Where is my word salad being held? In my mouth. Is my in mouth your a mouth, bowl? yeah. Is my mouth a bowl? I guess if I like open it wide enough, it's a bowl, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's a container for things. Yeah. Okay, sure. Word salad is a salad. Okay, well, just based on the definition that we just read then, um, 
a solid has to have distinct parts. Like it, and I guess like in there you have to you have to be able to find like what makes something a distinct part. Like if the, the parts are too small that we can't tell, like as humans, given like our range of senses, like that the parts are distinct, it can't be a salad anymore. Like if a salad is like for example, noise. like if you were just like making one long continuous noise with your voice, like that's not a word salad anymore. Yeah. Because the salad the salady part, the saladness is the distinctness. Do you think they're also the it's like you said it, it's like jumbled words, right? So the words have to yeah. be mixed, right? I guess it's like Yeah. They're thrown haphazardly into my mouth. Yeah. So for a physical I salad, that... would it have to be like tossed? Yeah, this is one of the things that um, the salad theory website was talking about. Like, they were talking about, uh, like, to what extent do the things have to be mixed? Um, and that's that was where, like, the math came in, I guess. I don't, I don't know how, the, how, how you do that, but they, it, it, it makes sense. It also makes me think of salad versus sandwich, okay? Yeah. Because I feel like... How do I how do I how do I go about phrasing this? <laughs> um, let's say you have like a bunch of romaine lettuce, right? Thrown into our bowl. Yeah. Our romaine lettuce bowl. We're back to that, right? Yeah. But all the salad pieces are stacked on top of each other. Okay. Is that a sandwich? Or maybe a lasagna, because it's like one. Whoa, right? okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <pretty> like, radical. <laughs> It's like a, like I feel like a sandwich has to have like two of the same piece on either end of it to squish, squish whatever is in between it. But a lasagna is just like- It must be two of the same piece, okay. Or same um, ingredient, I guess. Okay. On top and bottom and whatever the hell is in between. Say that if I went to the park and I had like a ham sandwich, right? Okay. Bread, ham, bread. Worst fucking sandwich you've ever seen. Goddamn. Well, okay, actually, um, depending on where you are in the world, that could be a really good sandwich or a really bad sandwich, but... I've seen these, um, Italian TikToks. That's exactly what you're talking about. about those? Oh my god. It's just, they look like the driest goddamn sandwiches I've ever seen in my life, but they look so good. Okay. Okay, continue. Okay, so... Um, I'm at the park. I've got a shitty ham sandwich. A seagull fucking flies in, steals like the, like okay. like one of the pieces of bread because seagulls are fucking evil. Yeah. Um, is that still a sandwich? No, it was originally a sandwich. That's also what we're talking about delivery, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe intention. Maybe intention matters a lot. Are you trying to make a sandwich? I guess I was trying to make a sandwich. I came to the park with the intention of eating a ham sandwich, so I made a sandwich. And maybe that seagull violated your experience, but it was your intention that matters when you're creating the sandwich, right? You wanted it to be a sandwich. So maybe when I'm making my salad and all the romaine lettuce pieces happen to stack on each other, just out of sheer probability, it's not really a lasagna because I was intention. my intention was to make a salad. Right. But if you unintentionally make a salad and then um, realize later on that it is a salad. Can you give me a, a situation in which, <laughs> you can in which that might unfold, please? I, sorry, I'm having trouble picturing. I, I, need a, I need a visualization of when this would happen. 
Hey, anything is possible. You've seen everything ever all at once. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So I'm holding. I'm holding this big. <laughs> this big ball of cabbage. Ball. This big ball of cabbage. And oh no, I've tripped. My cabbage flies through the air and falls and gets cut on my where the where would it get cut? My knives, my kitchen knives are propped up on my counter, standing upright. <laughs> They're upright on my counter. And have it, you seen you know you know um Jan Hakan Erickson? Okay. Have you seen this artist? He's like this dude that like oh I promise goodness. this is related. Yes, I have. The dude, the, the banana guy. Yeah, yes, yes, I have. He he used to have like um a knife sculpture where it was something like I want to say about a hundred knives just like going this way, like yeah. the point the points are pointing up to this guy, like on like a big wooden pallet. Yeah. Okay. I'm chilling out with this guy. <laughs> You're chilling with Jan. I'm chilling out with this guy. I'm gnawing on my romaine lettuce. Oh, oh no, I slipped on the banana that he was using for another art piece. And it flies through the air, my ball of cabbage, and it gets sliced through this. See, I'm, I've thrown it so hard, I've slipped so intensely that my cabbage has thrown, has like flown directly through these knives and it's gotten cut through it, right? Mm -hmm. It's gone through the knives and it's all cut now. And like magic, it has landed on a empty bowl on the other side of the room. Yeah, I'd consider that a salad, even if you weren't intending to make one. Yeah. Okay, so we've discovered one instance in which you could accidentally make a salad. I think it's different when you're accident... If it accidentally happens versus if I'm trying to make something else. Right? Like, what if I'm trying to make a sandwich and you're like, no, that's a salad. That's different than, like, me tripping over my own feet. Okay, I have another example of how you could accidentally make a salad. You have a Caesar salad wrap. The same seagull steals the wrap part. God damn it. Okay. My day is going so bad. I've been trying to eat my turkey <laughs> sandwich and now, now my Caesar salad wrap. Okay, continue. Um, now if you, all you've got is the Caesar salad. I guess, like, the intention originally, like, you, yeah, if you were making... Yeah, the original intention was not to make a salad. It's turned into a salad. It was to salad. make the wrap, that's, you that's have to still we make the salad. Before. That's what we were talking about before. Okay. I don't think we've... Have we made any progress? So, okay, wait. Intentionality. Intentionality, I think, is what matters most to me. What? I think intentionally... Inten word salad <laughs> <laughs> there you go you see look you just unintentionally made a salad yes oh good point but i think intentionality is what matters most to me okay right so can you expand on that like tell me um like if i'm eating what? a pomegranate right mm -hmm. and i'm eating it to be a pomegranate i'm not throwing it into a bowl or maybe i have thrown it into a bowl I often do that when I eat my pomegranates. I peel them, put them in a bowl. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just like eating pomegranates. But if I want mm -hmm. it to be a pomegranate salad and I prep it emotionally, physically, mentally to be a pomegranate salad, it's a pomegranate salad because I want it to be a pomegranate salad. Okay. So you imbue it with the 
saladness with your intention. Yes. With your intentionality. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense because um, if we go back to the bowl of plastic fruits or if we or if we even go with like a plastic bowl of salad, like, you, you know, the um, like the food displays that are really popular at a lot of um, Asian restaurants, particularly like, yeah, like actually, the, hy- the, the hyper realistic ones. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, those are only salads because we intentionally denote that they are salads yes like there's nothing else about them that could make me personally go like that's a salad because it's not really edible it doesn't have any ingredients um well i feel like i could work around that those, those aren't the ingredients until i say that they are even if they look like them yeah 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 i feel like intentionality comes first Intentionality comes first. Okay, cool. So for something to be a salad, you have to intend for it to be a salad. Or you you have to want it to be a salad. Maybe, do you think it can change what it is, like, while you're eating it? Like, I'm eating a bowl of cereal, and you're like, no, I want to eat a salad. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, um, at one point... Like, that's why what I was trying to say with, like, can you expand on, like, the intentionality? Like, if you intend for it to be one thing and then later realize that it could be something else, at what point does it go from being the one thing to the other thing that you realize it could be? When you want it to be. Sure. Yeah. Because why not? Like, for example, like, the, the Caesar salad wrap, right? Sure. At what point do you do you decide you are accepting that this is no longer the Caesar salad wrap that you dreamed of and like just the Caesar salad? Just whenever it dawns on you. Or maybe you just don't accept it. Then it can still be a Caesar salad wrap that has just been violated by a seagull. I guess I'm thinking, like, uh, how important is it, um, like, your own personal definitions? Like, okay, if you're sitting totally alone at this park, um, and you've decided, like, this is still a Caesar salad wrap without the wrap, um, sure, maybe it's still a Caesar salad wrap because there's nobody else around. But if a second person, like, comes in, not a seagull, like a human person. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, I understood. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> got that. We can, we, can, we can talk about the personhood of seagulls another time. Yeah, but, okay, episode two. <laughs> okay. I want that on t-shirt. Continue. You want to talk about the personhood of seagulls with me? No, I anyway. do not. <laughs> I really do not. Continue. <laughs> So, um, another person walks in and sees you eating your Caesar salad wrap, and they go, hey, that's a great Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. What happens? <laughs> well, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nobody explodes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Um, see, this is the part where it comes about deliverance right mm-hmm. and your first reaction to the thing and how it's been yeah. delivered to you visually right mm-hmm. see for me 
when I, I I've just been violated by the seagull and I've gone through this entire process, right? Yeah. I saw the original delivery as a wrap and I've seen its transformation into a salad, which I haven't accepted. I reject that. It's still a wrap to me. I'll be a deformed. And this person comes along and they see it and it looks like a salad, right? But I know the process it went through. But to them, it's been delivered as a salad, right? The universe has delivered them this experience. Mm-hmm. And it's a salad. Not a wrap, I it's see. a salad. Okay, so what it becomes is... Like, okay, so for you, a collective definition seems to be less important than yes. individual, individual interpretation based yeah. on the deliverance of your experience. Delivery method. Your experience of the experience. Yes. Okay, intentionality. Okay, so I'm going to put number two as individuality. Okay, method of delivery vegetables. Um, This is probably like the most radical you can get with scent, with salad theory, in my opinion, because more with than this our... like intentionality and individuality, like anything can be a salad now. You can be a salad, like, but I, I could be a salad. I think oh you're... wait, no, no, this is this is interesting because technically I am. Depending on how, like what your your limits are for like the bowl part of the salad or the container the bowl, part, I like, think is your room, which you are in right now, and there's a door. Oh, okay, right? interesting. There's the, oh, there's, like... there's the opening. Okay. Okay, okay, so you're thinking, because I, I was thinking, like, skin. And, like, everything on the inside is the salad part. Mm, sure. My reaction to that is, like, comparable. Comparing you to what I would deem, like, a regular salad back to my romaine lettuce bare bare naked salad um you would be like a piece of lettuce right (laughs) if i compare you to a piece of lettuce (laughs) bear with me here (laughs) Um, the skin would be like the skin of the romaine lettuce and everything inside like the chloroplasts or whatever is comparable to like your digestive tract or whatever like a romaine lettuce piece has its like insides right yeah it's got its cells it's Dude, I dropped biology. Okay, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> All I remember is chloroplasts, and they're green. Big brain. That okay. sounds right. Yeah. I don't think of you as, like, well, would you be, like, a singular salad piece, or would you be the salad itself? Maybe when you're, right. maybe within, the like, a, if, the, if the skin is the bowl, you are the yeah. entire salad. Because there's nothing else yes. inside. But for, exactly. for the room to be the bowl, I would say every you are a salad piece. And everything else in your room is a salad piece. Your bed, the clothes, you know. Right. If I was in, like, a padded room, which I don't think is terribly difficult to imagine, um, would that still be a salad if the room was a bowl? Why wouldn't it be? Like, my question is how many pieces... I'm starting... Okay, I'm starting to think I need to scrap... Um, oh, okay. This, so, like, the intentionality and in- individuality because uh, this is 
I'm trying to create conflict because mm. um, yeah, 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 <laughs> there's yeah. too much, there's too few parameters for what a salad can be. Yeah, I got you. Um, um, I'm just trying to stir the pot here. Um, Sorry, just back to the point where you're um, locked in a padded room. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the point where you start believing that you are a salad, <laughs> <laughs> which would explain a lot about these conditions, by the way. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, the intentionality, right? The moment you're like, I am a salad, then yeah, you're a salad. But when you're just existing in a room, not thinking about how you're existing as a salad, why would you be a salad? Unless anyone imposes that definition upon you. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking. Um... You would be a if you do if you yourself do not think of yourself as a salad and that's the only prerequisite for being a salad, um, then you wouldn't be one. But if you add the other prerequisite that somebody else has to recognize that you are a salad, or that is more important than your no. self definition of saladness, then you are a salad. No, I don't think it matters what if people think you are a salad or not. You are a salad if you are if you think you are a salad. This is sort of making me think, like, do you owe your definition of saladness from the way that other people might have interpreted salad before you? Or next or, to or you? your, like, personal lived experience? Sure. Hmm. Maybe a Like, had it not been for them with their... Would there be you? Like, this is something that I've been thinking about over, like, the past few days. Um, like, Are we transferring to our um, real-world huh? application? Are we transferring to our real-world applications section? Uh, this is getting a little bit more theoretical and um, contemplative, I think. Okay, fair enough. Keep going. Sorry. Um, like, this is sort of making me think... Uh, this is this concept I've been thinking about over the past couple of days about like how is there is there is no self without the other. I, I don't enti- I haven't entirely grasped this concept yet. Is this the but I think if tree fall in forest does tree really fall? Hmm. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe okay. a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. I think it's basically saying like your conception of self like um, has to in some part depend on the way that other people also conceive of you. Can you expand on that? I don't think so, because that's that's, okay. that's about as far as I can understand this. Okay, okay. But I, I want to see if I can try and link this to the salad concept, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if there's no self without the other, then your conception of salad does not exist had it not been for the conception of salad by others as well. And I think also, like, when... Salad is a bit predefined for us, right? Yeah. We've grown up. This is, like, also relating to what we were talking about before, about, like, um where yeah. you're located. Like, it's right? predefined. Um, All of these, all the stuff about, like, intentionality and individuality is, like, great for considering things about salads, but at the same time, like, it makes, like, functionally, it makes this idea of salad, like, totally pointless and mm-hmm. impossible to use because there are no parameters anymore those are kind of necessary yeah if you define everything for yourself 
no, and nobody agrees with your definition. I guess it doesn't really. Mm. Like, it's then, um, I guess, like, it, like it, it sort of makes me think, like, just the way, just the nature of our existence um, requires that, like, if a definition um, only makes sense to you, it loses a bit of legitimacy. Yeah. Just because of the way that we exist. I don't have much to, like, add on to that. Yeah. Unless you're, like, I don't know, living alone in solitude. Right? Then what the hell? Yeah. I guess the point is, like, we're not. Um, Yeah. So, like, it sort of makes me think, like, if you could do this with salad, imagine all of the other concepts you could apply this to. I mean, you could. What's a peach? It gets so much worse. Yeah. Okay. Something that um, has been happening, like, over the course of the past few months, like, while I've been at school is, like, uh... Okay, Northeastern likes to pride itself on being like this super innovative um, place, right? Um, it's a co-op school, so uh, what that means is like they're trying to incorporate like uh, they're trying to blur the lines between like academic learning and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, workplace learning, and saying like, well, which one of those things do we um, do we give legitimacy? I was in like the archives at some point for like a research thing, and. Um, I was looking at like some of the old files from like when um, it was the school was still developing itself. Like this, I think this was around this. This was during the yeah. This was during the Great Depression. Um, yeah. At a time where people were like looking for jobs and such, and um, the school was trying to figure out like, okay, we're supposed to help people find jobs um, moving forward. Um, how do we do that? Do we give students academic credit for going on co-op? Mm-hmm. How do we legitimize one thing over the other? Um, so there's a lot of conversations happening in the school to do with like genre. Um, there's some, there's, there've been some talk. There's been some talk about like uh, dissolving this idea of majors altogether and like just making it so that like you pursue like categories. Um, I have to look into it a little more to see like exactly the language. No, I, I, I've, I've been seeing that. Like I'm doing college applications right now, and people are like. Um... Um, what is it? Yeah, dissolving those ideas. There's like focuses and like. Yeah. Yeah, just like whatever you're interested in, and not really any majors. They don't call it that. Um, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. Continue. That's fine. Um. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty much it. Um. <laughs> okay. It also makes me think of, sorry, topic change, but like redefining things. Like, uh, why can't I start to redefine what a salad is from what people before me thought it was? I don't think it's so much, it's, it's so much like you can't, you can't do that. It's, it's more like, um, who's going to listen? How do you do that in a way that is effective and productive? Yeah. Such that other people think, what the hell is going on? I think somebody's doing like donuts. Outside? Uh, Yeah. You got, like, a tiny street outside. It's not like... Yeah, that. I know, but it's either a couple of streets over. Ah. Uh, I don't know why they'd be doing this at, like, 1130, but I don't know. Boston is... Boston is funny. Is a donut a salad? Like a car donut? Ah. Uh, There's no bowl. Um, I mean, if you... I could think of it. I okay. I could think of one way it could be a salad. Let me hear it. You just do like enough donuts, make to make like a 
you okay. have like your, your tire marks in like a circle. Yeah. And there's like a bit of gravel in the middle and maybe like a plastic bag. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm trying to think of how this could be a salad. Like you have your container and you have your distinct parts. What's the container? Like the tire, tire marks. Oh, the tire marks are the container. Yeah. So it can be a 2D thing. I mean, we could argue about whether or not that's 2D, but sure. I, I mean... Like, is the drawing like, of a salad still a salad? Intentionality, right? I drew a salad because yeah. I wanted it to be a salad. Wow. I feel like we've gotten absolutely nowhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a totally useless conversation, and I think it's great. Also because I don't think people are... When people define things, especially such, like, a unimportant things as salads they're not looking to define it to the most specific right it's just some sort of word that you throw onto a generally accepted term to mm -hmm. make life easier what is the need to in regards to things that are super important like salads I don't know when a salad would be a super life changing thing mm -hmm. right but I can imagine for most inanimate objects, like a very, very specific detailed definition doesn't really matter. No, not really. Um, like I get, the function is still like just to be able to have like a shared set of noises shared, so we know what we're, we're referring to. Monkey point. Okay, here's okay. Here's one application. This is. Um, this is the this is the way that I think about the difference between like prose and poetry, right? Mm -hmm. um, the function of structure and grammar within language and how we communicate and like why, whether or not that's important and how that either helps us or like prevents us from um, saying something meaningful. Why use many word when few word do trick? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Exactly. So when you have prose, um, yeah. what that is is like. Um, everybody has a shared set of structures. Um, it, it, you use the structures in order to try and share some information between people to get them to try and understand your perspective. Yeah. Whereas for poetry, it does the opposite. Yeah. Um, like the function of language is to try and um, bring structure to the way that your thoughts play out. Um, yeah. Like to try and formalize it, to try and standardize it, basically. Yeah. Poetry does the opposite. Um, it recognizes, like, yeah, your thoughts are like they resist standardized standardization. Um, it kind of tries to play into this idea that potentially, like, when you try and standardize those things, something is lost because you lose that element of individuality and self definition. I completely, I can get around that. We've talked about this yeah. before. I do no. not think in words. So word salads are very, very common for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So one of my favorite examples is Emily Dickinson. Um, she spent a lot, a significant portion of her life um, in seclusion. So her universe is basically the size of her bedroom. That doesn't necessarily mean that her universe is like necessarily smaller. It's just that when you read her poetry, you have to recontextualize and understand it in that way. Yeah. So the way that she writes doesn't follow like 
the same structures that we necessarily always use when we're writing prose. Um, it doesn't necessarily follow, follow grammatical rules. Like, in fact, she does the exact opposite. Um, and it's those things that make what she's trying to communicate a lot more profound. Because instead of like, like, whereas like with prose, you reach out and you say, hey, here's this shared definition of structure that we both understand. I'm going to use that structure so that you understand what I'm saying. With poetry, do the opposite. It's like, hey, you have to re recontextualize language and its structures into how I've defined it to try to understand my perspective. Mm -hmm. It changes the way that your like thoughts stack up. I cannot really remember how I was, I can't remember the original point I was trying to make with relating this. Um, Something about poetry and language intentions. Yeah, I can't remember how this has anything to do with salad. Intentions of a salad. Yeah, I guess so. Shared structure. Yeah. For me, this, this is like the core of definitions, right? It's about shared structure. Mm -hmm. um, you make, you, you have to come into this contract where you, um, in exchange for, like, total specificity and um, ultimate saladness, uh, you instead choose something that everybody can mostly understand. Yeah. So, for example, like intentionality, individuality, like considering everything is solid, you have to scrap that in exchange for having some parameters, even if, you, like, if you thought hard enough about it. Um, yeah, because functionality matters. Yeah. At least within the bounds of our society yeah great we've come full circle <laughs> <laughs> um we were gonna have a philosopher of the day it was gonna be gorgias gorgias you know i i always thought it was i don't know what i thought it was i didn't think it was gorgias or gorgeous who did you think it was going to be was it gonna be plato no i meant in terms of pronunciation oh Plato would have been yeah, I can never call this gorgeous. I, I like to call him gorgeous just because. Okay, um, yeah, slay. What the hell? <laughs> you, you know, you know that you know that meme that was like making its rounds like really early into this year, like gorgeous girl, gorgeous girls. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> I have I have like this joke that's like um <laughs> like when you make enough like pop culture references and you're just like an amalgamation of like really obscure things yeah you're a gorgeous gor gorgeous gorgeous girl because you're just it's just too many definitions does that make sense yeah really dumb joke huh oh it's that's really pretentious. no i like that that's really funny hey episode like, you're like you know when you're like oh i'm a drainer and also flea bag and also like Fiona Apple Femmes, like, that's, I, that's a wow, gorgeous, gorgeous I right just there. realized that we had a big conversation. So I write for, well, not write that much anymore, but I, I'm chief editor for the Brain Scramble magazine, which is an amazing yeah. magazine that one of my friends uh, created. Um, and within the, the brain brainstorm chat, we had a talk about how... Um, A lot of young teens, women in particular, um, mm -hmm. in this day and age, 
really feel a need to force themselves under different categories and different definitions. Um, mm-hmm. Constantly trying to exist as like flea bag or as like a. It's eleven thirty-seven p.m. I'm really flexing my brain so hard right now. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can try and pull up these messages. Um, I know what I know what you're trying to say though. Like the other thing I'm trying to say with the gorgeous, gorgeous thing is like, um, like the transience and um, somewhat sort of like, uh, like the flimsiness of like what it means to be like a girl. It's just like. A bunch of these like meaningless words in a way. Sometimes it feels it feels like just faded. Yeah. Um, have you seen Have you seen the Virgin Suicides? Oh yeah, yeah I have. Okay, okay. I have thoughts on that movie. I don't love it too much, but this is something that's that's like somewhat relevant. Um, this is also like all of this. What you're saying about like um, like people who grew up as other girls, like. Um, trying to um, feeling like that they have to they have to choose specific t- categories for them to exist. Um, this is like some of the stuff that I've been doing in my like gender studies stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, what that's about is like trying to find self definition in a world where like you don't have the power to do to actually self define. Mm-hmm. So when you when you attach these categories to yourself, you're it's kind of like. Um, it makes a lot of sense, like within like this hyper, this like late stage capitalist world, where like what you define, you are defined by the things that you consume. Um, you're trying to figure out how to define yourself as a product for consumption, um, which is necessarily like how you exist because of the fact that like you grew up as a girl. Yeah. Thanks. Um, your existence as a type of girl has nothing to do with the girl you actually are, but everything to do with the person you want to be seen as. Yeah. Um, no matter what I do as a female presenting person, I will always be placed in a box, like a um, the manic pixie dream girl, Sofia Coppola, virgin mm-hmm. suicides. There it is. Right. <laughs> Basically, like... Um, it's sort of this like very specific experience. It's very difficult to try and make. Um, uh, queer and people of color tend to understand this like much better than um, yeah. like I've tried to explain this to like uh, particularly like cis straight men. Like they don't Man, cis straight white men. Good luck. Men. Good <laughs> luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, the way in which like you exist is all like predicated on these like these categories that like again like like the article says like has nothing to do with like who you actually are but at the same time like the only way you can figure out like who you are is dependent on um also the existence of others and also like the tools and the definitions that you have at your disposal mm-hmm. so the only way to explore those things is by trying to reach into them yeah which feels like exploitative um and it feels um Exploitative is the best word that I can use for it because yeah. it's like the only like the only 
the first, like the primary method that like you um, are perceived like by the world as a female presenting person is as something that can be consumed as a product um, or as a form of currency. Yeah. We were talking a lot about what it means to be perceived as desirable as a female presenting person Mm -hmm. and how it's really, really hard to try and even like... I don't know. To be desirable is to be desired by men, right? And to try to try and escape that is just another trope. It's just another way for you to be desirable, you mean? Yeah, by men. It's impossible to, to escape um, the fact that you are always going to be consumed. Yeah. I think, in part, that's kind of what the Virgin Suicides movie was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, very early on... Um, AFAB people realize, like, not necessarily, like, consciously, but, like, like subconsciously they realize, like, it's impossible for them to escape, like, the fact that they're always going to be products and objects. So in the movie, like, um... You know, this makes me think, we, in uh, philosophy class in grade 10, mm-hmm. someone asked me, uh, we were talking about, um, what is it? Um, simulation? Uh, yeah. And sort of what, um it might mean to always be, like, observed, right? Like, what if someone's watching you at all times? What if this is a simulation? There's cameras on you at all times. And I was like, God damn, dude, I always feel that way. <laughs> like, I always feel like I'm being consumed. Even when I'm alone in my room, I'm thinking about how I'm being perceived. There is no existence for me outside of that as a female pre- presenting person. None. Yeah. I always exist that way. I'm always thinking, even when I'm, like, lying in bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, because the only way that, like, you've been told that you can be perceived is through, like... The eyes of others and the eyes of men. Yeah. Right? Within yeah, media, yeah. literally anything, the only time... Um, sorry, the Wi-Fi glitched a bit. Um, yeah. Within media and within anything, within literature, the only time women have really been included has been through the eyes of others i feel like or through the eyes yeah right so then to try and exist outside of that does not it does not exist you do not exist outside of that because that is how things are yeah those are the only tools that you have at your disposal everything is it depends on these the power structure that is in place yeah um like the virgin suicides like at the very the very end there's there's a scene where um there's this girl that has like a debutante ball yeah uh, basically, like she's debuting herself as like as like a woman, right? Yeah. Um, but that's like men saying, like, okay, she is. Um, we are defining her as a woman now. Yeah. And if you remember, um, the spoiler alert, like, uh, but also like it's literally in the in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. When the rest of the sisters die, like, near the end of the movie, the way I interpreted that was, like, that was their debutante ball. That was, like, the best way that they could take control of their existence because they recognized that they were products. So their rebellion was basically doing product damage, but it's kind of depressing to see that, like, that's the the most that they could be. Yeah. Like, I have several problems with the way that the movie works. Um, we were also... But this, was one of the messages that came out of it. 
we were also talking about how to be desired as a woman is always to be defined as something that is like very tragic, right? Like, like a was it beauty? As like a woman is always very like compared to beauty as a man, beauty as a man, to me、mm-hmm. feels very sacrificial always. Oh yes, absolutely. It's always absolutely. about like. Like I don't know, crying on bathroom floors and like ripping your hair or like sacrificing yourself for someone else. Like it's always very sad, and it's really hard to escape that. And trying to. I wonder if the reason for that is because motherhood is like defined as necessarily sacrificial. It doesn't have to be, but that's the way that it is defined. Yeah, and then I always feel like I don't know. Like sometimes, like I felt so much prettier when I was thirteen and depressed as shit. Now that I feel like I'm living more for myself, I'm happier. I feel less desired. That's because you have less value when you have、um, a sense of self-definition. Because of because we live because we live in like a patriarchal society, like、um, I can't remember exactly how I worded this, and like I wrote this in an essay like a couple a couple months ago, but、um, like. Like autonomy、um, is always going to see, always going to be seen as a flaw within a female person's body. Yeah. The more that you have, so the less valuable you are going to be. Yeah. How did we get here from salads? <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense. Like we're talking about,、uh, we're talking about definition. We're talking about um, um, self versus other. I think it's only natural that we get to a place where you're talking about、um, autonomy as well.、Um, like when you approached me with,、um, I have the word. Wanted to do this episode, and we were talking about like definitions.、Um, the first thing my mind jumped to was gender. Yeah. Because it's、um, shutter. This is okay. The analogy I made a okay. This was a separate essay, but there was an analogy. Like this was for like an introductory course.、Um, When, like the analogy that you can sort of make about gender is that, like, even though it's not inherent, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's any less meaningful.、Um, yeah. Like, okay, here, here, here's here's the two analogies that I that I made.、So、the first one is,、um, there's no actual. Okay, dude, what is a tree? What is a tree? Do you know what a tree is? Like in your mind, you can see it, right? Yeah. There's no actual scientific de- definition for what a tree is. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you can look it up. Like literal, like botanists will be like, yeah, there isn't. It's really just sort of like a large plant, but there's no really like set parameters for it. That doesn't necessarily mean that like societally and culturally, like that definition doesn't have any meaning.、Mm-hmm. It doesn't make tree any less substantial for not having like a concrete basis for what it is. Yeah, it's the same thing with. Okay, this is like. You know the bell peppers that you see at the grocery store? Yeah. We separate them by like green pepper, like yellow pepper, red pepper, orange pepper, right? Yeah. Most of the time when we walk into like the grocery store, we think that those are separate species of pepper, but they're all actually like the same species. Bell pepper. Yeah, they're all bell peppers, but just for like the function of like the way that like our society has been constructed, whether it's like.、Um, Like when we're cooking things, when we're buying things, when we're figuring out how to sell those bell peppers, it's necessary that we like categorize that, we like compartmentalize them in that way,、mm-hmm. just because of the way that the society has been set up. Yeah.、Um, and so sometimes we can make that mistake of thinking that they're separate species. Yeah. 
but even though it's not like real, um, yeah, even though it's not like real, that doesn't make it any less substantial and meaningful. Yeah. So this is, oh, okay. I see what you mean by like this being in conversation with gender, sort of being the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I feel as gender inherently isn't really a real thing, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have. Well, it's real in the same way that like. Um, what was it? I I really like real? I really like that def- that uh, comparison you made one time. It's as real as money is real, right? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. That was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, gender is is real the same way that money is real. It's real the same way that trees are real, and it's real the same way that bell peppers are different species. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like a bell pepper. Yeah, I feel that. Do you know which bell pepper you would be? Like, which species of bell pepper? Yellow. Yeah, I feel that for you. You, green. Yeah, I also feel like a green bell pepper. Like, aesthetically, I don't like the way that they... Um, I think, I think other than, like, aesthetics, they're, like, like You'd the You'd be, F-tier. like, the, the, the... You know, bell peppers have, like, a... Like at the bottom, if you flip it upside down, it's either three piece or four piece. Yeah. You'd be like a four piece one, like an easy cuttable one. I hate the three piece ones; they're so hard to slice. It's really good to know that I'm good, I'm uh, uh, easily sliceable. Like I'll my, put that on my resume like, for when I play with Bob. Like my ball of cabbage. Like if I threw you across the room and you accidentally fell through a, an array of knives and into a bowl, they would be very uniform cuts. <laughs> what you're not gonna say thank you <laughs> i mean yeah i can i'll take it as a compliment um my original intention was to have a philosopher of the day or, mm-hmm. um or the episode but whatever it can be whatever i want it to be right well i think um Gorgias, like, uh, it's it's really just like that one that one thing that he did. Um, like, this is the this is the only thing that I'm familiar with, like, with his work. It's yeah. just that one thing he did with like the definitions and like, um, you can argue that nothing exists um, if you just use the right words. Like, a lot of philosophy is just like, you can you can get like way too into it. Um, yeah, Descartes is rolling. That's not to say that's not to say like that's not valuable, but it's just kind of fascinating how far you can get if you if you. Like, it, it's just kind of, like, supposed to show, like, when you try to get really, really, really into definitions, like, very few things, like... Actually have, have substantial value or, like, actually yeah. have rigorous definitions, yeah. Like, definitions, like, are a lot more meaningful when you resist trying to specify every single thing about them. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, like, I just think that there needs to be more sociology. Everything everything should just be sociology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Like, I think sociology is just, like, the next step from philosophy. <laughs> that's so real. In my opinion. Yeah, that's so real. Um, what was it? Uh, Gorgeous saying that essentially nothing really exists if you, like, look into it too much um, in philosophy. Descartes really rolling in his grave. Ah. <laughs> uh. I hate him so much. Yeah, me him. too. I'm not, I'm not a fan of Descartes. I hate him so much. I hate him so much. I really want to grab his skinny little head and be like, what the fuck? No, he has not like a skinny head. It's sort of like trapezoidal. He would be the red bell pepper, wouldn't he? I guess so. I think he would be the like... The seeds. The seeds. Yeah. 
He's so he's so self obsessed. Like he thought, like he really thought he was being like so deep and cool when he was like, um, like when he was writing meditations. I do not like Descartes. This is something that's gonna pop up every single episode. I'm sure. Like, what about it? Like, what about him? Like, annoys you? I know what about him? Like, annoys me. But I want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts. His first meditations. What he is known for, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, like for me, he was cool up until he started talking about God, and then he got way too excited. He was like, "Wow, I'm so cool. God loves me, and therefore God exists." It's really funny. Like, sure, sure. Um, mine was okay. Um, so his um, first meditation, right? He sits in front of a fire. Yeah, and he thinks, "What exists?" First of all. Who the hell does that? Okay, moving on. He goes, what exists? And then he goes, nothing but me, because that's what I can prove, right? Mm-hmm. And he, when he goes through this meditation, he starts by seeking ground for his beliefs, right? He tries to yeah. find statements of which he can be absolutely certain. And he offers reason yeah. to doubt basically everything, right? He wants yeah. to offer doubt on anything that can be slightly questioned. Which includes, yeah, I like that. I found that satisfying. Mm, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Which includes basic sense perceptions, right? Your sight, yeah. like if there's a, I think what was it? He, he compares to having like a demon trying to trick you. Your demon yes. is like fake your sight. None of what you're looking at could be real, right? Everything you hear could be fake, right? Mm-hmm. Like this chair I am sitting on, maybe it doesn't exist. And he even offers like a, to doubt simple analytical statements. Like, two plus three is five. Or you could go as far to dumb it down as one plus one is two. Or one equals one. Right? He, he even offers us to doubt things such as that. Such simple statements. Mm-hmm. Right? But here's the thing. If Descartes is able to doubt even the simplest logical statements or tautologies, mm-hmm. how is he able to have such confidence in his own chains of reasoning. His arguments yeah. in his first meditation yeah, exactly. lead him to that conclusion. I think, therefore I am. They're literally just that. Arguments, counter-arguments, examples. So he's accepting his own methods of reasoning and arguments yeah. as absolutely certain, which defeats yeah. the yeah. entire fucking purpose. One plus one equals two, and two plus two equals four is a chain of reasoning. In the same way that his conclusions and his thought process in this first meditations is a chain of reasoning. Yeah. And he never doubts it. Yes, exactly. Like, he just decides at some point that he's valid and then, like, starts going off about God. That's a, weird. That's a complete contradiction to the entire thing he's trying to do. Yeah. He's trying to doubt everything, but he never doubts himself. Yeah, like, this is sort of, like, the reason why, like, I sort of, um, I sort of went from, like, philosophy of school to, like, Look, no, sociology is where it's at. Yeah. Um, because, like, you can talk about, like, picking up an orange all you want, all, all you want, but, like, I don't see how it, like, proof, like, um, this, I remember this was the issue, like, that I had um, a lot in high school, a lot of, like, my, my fellow students had issues with, like, back in high school when we were doing, like, philosophy is, like, applications, right? Yeah. So these are a lot more directly applicable, applicable than other things. Yeah. Um, 
I remember like uh, sometimes I would have like for like first year like seminar courses and stuff, and it's it was always like the dudes that were like in philosophy classes that would be wasting all of our goddamn time because they would be like saying things just like Descartes, like I think therefore I'm right, and they were just proud of the fact that they could like put an argument together, like great, but that is totally useless. Yeah. To like like real world real real world applications. No, if you want to get philosophical, it better have something like it better like inform something else. Like it sort of makes me wonder, like, um, some people are sort of like, no, you have to divorce yourself from, like, the definitions that happen right about the world, divorce yourself from, like, the physical, material aspects of the world to try and, like, make, make any grounds in, like, philosophy. Um, no, I don't think that's possible. Like, you have to recognize that, like, you live within it in order to make any sense. Yeah, bro, right? I got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, like... All of the time, they're always like, no, we, we, we got to talk about, like, philosophy and, like, divorce ourselves from society. Like, no, you live in a society. Everything has to do with society. Yeah. Or, like, we'll be talking about, like, some kind of, like, um like if we had to watch, like, a movie for class. This literally just happened, like, a like about a week ago. Um, people would be like, I don't get why we're talking about society so much. It's just a movie. And we'd be like, the movie is a reflection of the society. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we live in a society. Fuck, I hate it, but yeah, we do cope. <laughs> exactly, cope. cope. It gotta be that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. And like, you you gotta cope by um, trying to do some something substantial with like the things that you're using your time for. Yeah. So, Andrea and I, who are the philosophy club heads for the upcoming school year, this is something we're trying really, really hard to implement. Um, mm-hmm. or trying to focus our club on, which is real-life applications of philosophy or how we can see philosophy in daily life. How can it actually make a tangible impact in your life or why would you ever try to consider taking philosophy or putting any mind to this field, right? Because mm-hmm. I do still think the field has merit. It's just often so indigestible. There's a lack of grounding that it doesn't, for a lot of people, it doesn't make sense to, like, look into it right it feels so theory- theoretical for a lot of people that it was like what's what's the benefit of me taking this which is a lot of a lot yeah. of my friends who I think it's take, a lot of my friends who didn't take philosophy were like um or did it and decided not to continue pursuing it it was just sort of like mm-hmm. this was great but what does this change for me like yeah, what I think it's two things. For me? Like, this is how you get to a place where you recognize, like, why it's important. A, you live in a society. B, um, philosophy provides you with, like, the grounds and the structures with which, like, you can use to think about that society productively. Yeah. yeah. So this is, I this is, I guess this is, like, this was, like, your reasoning for choosing um, definitions to be, like, your t- the topic of your first episode, right? Yep. Yep. Um, the first thing you have to do is like just start questioning and then figure out like how to do that in a productive manner, how to do that in a way that where like other people can also reach you without necessarily getting so heady that like it's like, what are you doing? This is this is not actually going to be applicable to day-to-day life or to like the problems that where people are actually trying to solve within societies. Like what are like the philosophical issues that are happening? Um like Philosophy can be fun, right? You can talk about, like, whether pomegranates are salads, um, but at the same time, like, you can get, like, further into it and say, like, why does life feel, um, like, how is the feeling of meaninglessness, like, gendered? Yeah. Why do I feel like a salad? Yeah. 
Why am I forced to be a salad? Yeah, why does self-destruction feel like an act of um, so, um, self-actualization? That's a good one. Yeah. All right, well, I feel like this about wraps it up. I feel we're, how, how, how long are we at? We are- An hour and a half, I think. One hour, 36 minutes, about. Yeah. Um, so we definitely reached our time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no issue. I'm happy that we were able to stretch it out. I was, you know, that is more preferable to me for any, like, than the other way. Okay. Well, hey, you do the outro jingle. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs>